Wow. Yeah. Well, Don, I've met Don in the Zoom for a couple of years now, and he, uh, what he shared with us, if I can paraphrase it, uh, the idea of self was, wasn't clear to him in a way. He felt like, well, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but the idea of self as we look at it in recovery, which is a small s self that lives like a big s self. <laughs> and really, because they used the word self, we stuck with it, but really the the feeling of it is selfing. Yeah. So if and the thing is, a lot of people, uh, because of consciousness, you're conscious of a lot of things. Yes. And one of them is the voices or the sounds in one's head. Yeah. So there's no, it's not like we chose to do that. In a way, it's our nature. So being conscious, you're conscious of. Yeah. And yes. so, unfortunately, there's been a, like an absorption or a contraction up into that mental state where there's uh, the list, the listening to the hearing of it is turned into a very, very devoted listening to it. Yeah. And again, and because we are the meaning giver of everything, when we get engaged in that, the meanings that are given to life go through that filter. Yeah, so we look at life from a self-centered point of view, which is we see everything as how it seems to us. Yeah, it's not something we chose in a way. It just grew based on these other conditions. Yeah, and part of the obsession with the idea of self is that you feel you chose to do the shit. Yeah, and why the hell are you doing this? And basically, you're not the doing of it. Yeah. It's the mental activity that's doing it. And this is the real relief. The way I first saw the relief in recovery was to see self as foreign. Yeah. And to see uh, the thoughts of self, let's call them that, were uh, not mine. Yeah. So I saw it. I had a distinct difference feeling of thought and my thought. Yeah. And it was hugely different because I thought there was still a whole lot of space. My thought, everything got shrunk, you know, to surround that thought. Yeah. When it was a thought, I could see it in a bigger, uh, let's say, landscape or a panoramic view. When it was mine, it was like claustrophobic. Yeah. And basically, uh, it was almost like blinders that a lot of meaning was given to that thought through the mind. And then I did, I saw that that's not the only example. It's the, my feeling, my thinking, my seeing, my problem, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my job, all this, my is an incredible uh, contraction of an aperture where you're basically looking through a tunnel really. Yeah. And and the solution to that is outside the tunnel. Yeah. In our vision. Yeah. When it's all shrunk in, uh, the solution isn't in that tunnel. It's outside the tunnel and self can't seem to get out of self. Yeah. So it creates uh, 
yet self that the aspect of that identification does not get that. It does not get that it can't get out of itself because it thinks it's different than what is described as self. Yeah? It thinks it's Paul or Sandra or Mike, but Paul, Sandra, Mike are AKA self. Yeah. And therefore self can't get that, that which is the tunnel can't get out of the tunnel. Yeah, it's just fundamental. And yet a lot of this activity is going on without any knowledge of it. And then when we do get knowledge of it, we get knowledge of it as it. Yeah. So the self gets knowledge about self as self, which is what we call self-knowledge in recovery, which avails us nothing. Yeah. So this is just a beautiful message that that which has defeated you and is, let's say, defeating you is not you. Yeah. And then therefore the possibility of being free from it becomes available because the handcuffing of the solution to the problem is the act of being identified as it. Yes. Yeah. So truly we are what we're looking for, but not as the you that's looking for everything. Yeah. But we are what we're looking for. And so something that brought great illumination to this recovery was this idea of non-duality, which is rooted, uh, in the negation of any premise or idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, yeah? This noun that we call self. And that basically all there is is activity, and some of that activity is implying that there's a noun that's doing all the activity or is being done to by the activity, yes? It's an interpretation. It's not like it's, it can seem like an ink tattoo, but it's always just a henna tattoo. It can't really sink in. But if we, if we're believing certain things, it seems as real as real can be. Yeah. So basically we find ourselves again, without knowing it, that we're in an experience here of everything is seemingly so or not so to us. So seemingly it's appearing to be true or false to us. Yeah. And if we're in the act of being identified as self, a lot of falsehood appears to be true. And then our life becomes based on these misunderstandings. And then it just creates havoc and shit. And for some people, it creates an urge to get out of this, uh, this condition like pronto. Yeah, I got to let the cat in. I bet I fell off the chair. <laughs> That's so, okay. Experienced, yeah, yeah. A lot of us experienced uh, a desire, or a strong drive to get out of it. Yeah, and so, and a lot of us found ourselves getting out of it through alcohol and drugs and other things. And then the rude awakening is. <laughs> hopefully over, I hopefully it's clear now that self can't get out of self. And the real addiction is 
an addiction we don't have, but we're under the influence of, which is the mental addiction to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the center of the universe. And all those qualities or attributes are pictured as something that a body has, yeah? There you go. And then it just spins off. And obviously why addictions don't work is because it's a misdiagnosis. It's sort of like you have an ointment up for psoriasis and you believe you have psoriasis, but you have eczema, yeah? So it doesn't matter how much psoriasis ointments are gonna go, it's not gonna produce the effects you hope for because you've misdiagnosed, you have eczema, yeah? So very rarely do people come to the conclusion that what they believe to be them, what they're hearing about them as all day, they have a history of it, they have a future that they're gonna be in, is not you, yeah? Because usually what hears the message or claims to hear the message of not being you is the you. <laughs> so the you can't get it. This is the beauty of the message. It doesn't, it's not meant for the you to get it. What you're getting is you're not the you, yeah? That's the message. This is not another message that you wanna get. The message is about the you that wants to get it, yeah? And there isn't one. And what happens? Well, I don't know. It'll be beautiful for you to go through that. Yeah, and I can I could summarize it as a traveling lighter, which doesn't entail, though it may happen that everything gets great, but whatever life has in store for us as this event, uh, we'll travel lighter through. And what more do you really want? Yeah, seriously, what more do you want? You may think you want a lot more, but if you had this or were experiencing this or living in it, you would realize this is way more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the non-duality uh, landed later than getting struck sober. And in this uh, linear time, that was the appropriate uh, sequence. Yeah. But when you get the second aspect of the sequence, the non-duality, you realize there wasn't anything before or after, <laughs> but that's beside the point. So I hope that was a little helpful. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. And so this is about an inv invitation. The invitation isn't to you or to anyone here. You're really the thing we're trying to miss. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. And I can't miss everywhere, but I can miss you. I know how the head is. And I know that if you, it's like a juggler that's okay with two balls, but if you throw another ball in it off, it just fucking, it just like click, click, you know, goes off. And then there at that moment, when there's that pause of being you, doing you, not being you, but doing you, there'll be a, something will be revealed that's unmistakable. It may seemingly be forgotten, but it, it never is. Yeah. Because what's, 
When you stop, something continues. I would say you are that which continues when you stop, yeah? And that's the message, really. And the message is to uh, point out what manufactures and reinforces this, this idea of being the one, the doer, the thinker, the feeler, and to see the relief uh, of when the mind gets broken, yeah? So now, yes, there's thoughts, there's feelings, there's actions, but they're not my thoughts, my feelings, or my actions, yeah? We're not saying nothing's happening. We're saying there's a lot happening. We just don't believe there's a you that it's happening to, yeah? That's all. Because the you that it's happening to is an interpretation of life. It's not living. Living already happens, and then the interpretation comes later, yeah? Unfortunately, when you're obsessed with the interpretation, that's, that's your be alpha and omega. You don't, you're not seemingly conscious of the verbing of life. You're now super conscious or super attentive to the narration of life, and it's all rooted in you, and you're not that, yeah? So there's a great joy here. It may seem quiet. There may not be that many fireworks. Probably no parades will be set off yet, but you'll be, uh, you'll never get gypped. You'll be here all the time, sleeping, awake. <laughs> you won't be believing some of this stuff the head runs through us, which is, I'm out of the moment. Uh, I'm disconnected. I'm so far from the, you know, it's all baloney. It just, it just makes up time and space all day. <laughs> you ever been on one of those like mental trains and then when it stops, you're at the station. You didn't have to walk five miles to get back to the station. As soon as the mental train stops, you're always at the station. That tells you something, doesn't it? You never left the station. <laughs> You've never left the station. It's all a story. If you left the station, it would take time to get back. It's instantaneous. So many times when there's a pause, everything stops and there it is. It doesn't like slowly everything comes to a halt and some things take longer. No, it's just bing and you're like... <laughs> Yeah, because none of it actually happened. Yeah. And all there is that's happening is this. Yeah. Now, on the surface, there's a lot of shit seemingly happening, but really all there is is happening is this. And you can't describe this, it's indescribable. You can't know it. You can't experience it because you are it, really. <laughs> if you were something else, you could probably experience it. But in this case, you're not. Now, for some people, that's bad news because they want to experience the truth. But for other people, it's hallelujah because I am the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Anyone else want to say anything? David. Hi, David. Hi, Mike. G'day, Paul. G'day, everybody. Um, I had a funny... This is a question, Paul, but I, I had a funny week this week. My uh, oldest daughter had another child uh, two days ago, 
And early on in the week, I noticed a couple of days before that, uh, I started getting all these thoughts running through my head, you know, is the baby going to be all right? Is she going to be all right? Like they're, they're the cleaned up versions of, of what the thoughts were, you know, some sort of dire ones, you know, in there. And it went on, I'm not sure how long for, maybe a, a, a day or, or a day, but the whole time I, I, I kept, I knew that it was what wasn't happening, you know. And then I, uh, she, she had the baby, everything went really good. She's an old hand at it, it's her fourth one. And even I rang her up uh, the day before she had it and she wasn't stressed at all. It was like just going for a walk at the park to her, you know. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm all booked in tomorrow and, you know, and it was a beautiful recognition about the bullshit thoughts that were going on in my head about it all. And then, um, so I got through, I got through all that life just happened. I got through all that beautifully. And then last night, or oh, someone said to me yesterday, "Oh, you're a grandfather again," and uh, well done, you know, like they congratulated me. And I thought to myself, "I did fuck all," you know, like I've done, I've, I've done nothing. I said that to them, and they didn't quite get it. And then I thought of, I haven't researched this because I don't sort of give a fuck, but I thought of the word uh, grandfather. I'm, I'm not just a father now. I'm a grandfather. I'm also fucking special for the fourth time. Yet I didn't do a goddamn thing other than 33 years ago, my wife had her. I, I sort of did fuck all then, you know. But it was um, just a lovely feeling to know, to see what was going on. In, yes. in my head about what definitely just wasn't happening, you know, and I sort of sat with it, knew it all, all the time, so that, that it, it didn't agitate me really. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to, to yes. say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great, thank you. Yeah. 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 See, when, if, see, it's funny, when you believe you're the seer, you don't see what's going on. When the seer comes into question, they're seeing what's going on. <laughs> but the, the 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 lazy habit of taking everything to imply the seer is a is a blindness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're so assured of the story that it's never reviewed anymore. So you're just reviewing what you're seeing and this and that, but there's never a yeah, so you're never seeing anything in a way while you're seeing everything. Yeah, yeah, because this, so when there's no seer, then you're seeing, yeah, and then there's revelation can happen, and, and a, a, there's a big space open, not opens up, it's there open, yeah. But if you, if there's, we go on a lot of hearsay all day. Yeah. And we're looking from there and looking from there is the blindness to the seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not the seer, obviously we're the seeing. Yeah. We're not the one who's aware we're awareness. Yeah. It's, it's good to see at the moment, like more, more, a lot more than it's ever happened to me before. It's good to see that. 
um, and, and actually really know, I, I like to use the word know, that what, what, what always is fucked with me, like what you guys say, is all, it's never right now. It, it, it's always past, not, not so much even past anymore. It's, it's, it's more sort of gone to future stuff. You know, I don't know how it works for everybody, but it's really nice to see it. I feel like I see it a lot, you know, and it's 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 really nice. The other quick thing I'll say is there's a show on Netflix at the moment. It's got that actor out of, um, oh, he's a chubby sort of a guy and he's been in a lot of movies. He's sort of a comical guy. He was in that movie with um, DiCaprio where they were drug deals and stuff. I forget his name. But anyway, he, he's been um, seeing a psychiatrist for a long time. This, 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 I wish I could remember the name of the show. And so he's made this doco, of a, an interview with the psychiatrist. He, he's just sort of asking the psychiatrist, and this old psychiatrist guy, lovely guy, he's got Jonah Hill and Stutz. That's, that's right. And I watched that show the other day. And he uses different words and things to what you do or we do in here to me. But he's sort of, I haven't completed watching the show yet. He's sort of all over it a bit. He, he wanted, he, he sort of had a bit, little bit of a fallout with the establishment in psychiatry because he wanted to give people relief straight away, like as they're walking out the door of the first sort of thing. And he explains, I, th- I think he's on about, non-duality a bit even though he doesn't use those words but um yeah it was a terrific show if anyone wants to sort of watch a show like that if it was a great show yeah anyway i'll shut up and let someone yeah yeah again this feeling of it's uh, that just sense that you're something already yeah blinds blinds us to seeing what's going on and it says, like, the, as Jesus supposedly said, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, everyone has eyes and ears, yeah? But for those who have eyes to see and, and ears to hear, yeah, that's when you recognize that you're not the hearer and the seer. And then now you have eyes to see and hear, yeah? Yeah. Eyes and ears. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. It's beautiful. I get it is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is because uh, we're looking, we're using the seeing to look for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're there's the established misunderstanding that we know the scene, the seeing is missing every freaking thing. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful feeling. I I get it pretty often. Like I can walk into the bathroom in the morning to brush the teeth and I've got a big mirror there, probably like a lot of people have in the bathroom. And it happens a lot now that I look at my reflection in the mirror and, and, it, and it's like something's looking through it, like this is just a conduit, you know. Something, yeah. it, it feels like, you know how you do that thing like that and there's something back there that, that's... That, that, that's what it feels like a lot. Then I sort of have a look at my head or like the what's not me and it's a bit of a giggle, you know. It's a, it's a pretty weird looking thing. I call myself the Dodge. It's like an old Dodge truck, this thing, you know. 
And that's probably because <laughs> I'm in the car industry. And I look at other people and go, oh, there's a Corvette. And there's a, you know, like I, I like it at Tagard. You use the Toyota. You know? But it's a yeah. beautiful feeling. Yeah. yeah. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, these are indications you're onto something, really. Yes, that's all. Because what happens is, this is what happened with the talks, yeah? So some, some things got lit up. And so, and I find myself in a position to share, you know? Yeah. And uh, while I was out there sharing, there was, you could you would get very, very clear messages out of the silence, let's say, yeah? And one of the first big ones was, uh, you know, if you don't see this, you're gonna be looking from it, yeah? So the idea of exploring the universe, everything just got muted. And basically just stay on this point, like you're selling cod, that's, you know, don't expand to other exotic fishes, just cod, yeah? You know, grill it, fucking put it with chips, whatever, but cod. And it's never changed ever since. It was sort of like uh, all the other points were pointless unless you see this point. Truly. Yeah. And I still believe it. I mean, it's just actually more so than ever because I've watched uh, the banners of spirituality get unfurled. Yeah but with the same flaw, F-L-A-W, through it, throughout it, which is, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That which is looking needs to be looked at. <laughs> and, so to, and instead of being the one who's looking, it needs to be looked at, yeah? Because you're before it. You're before this idea of Paul, and you can see it, yeah? When you're not seeing that, you're looking from it, which is blindness, yeah? Yeah. You see yeah. it, and what you see is it living the, this idea that it's looking for and from it all day. You see that. Yeah. There's no need to change anything. It doesn't, call, it doesn't call you to arms because you're not of that. You see it. You just see it as an activity, finally, instead of being the rock of the whole story, you see it as an activity. Yeah? yeah. And yeah. so self turns into selfing. And then uh, the difference between a noun and a rock and an activity is quite, activities can stop, yes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny, I call them penny drop moments for me. And a great big penny drop moment is because you put the, you put the same thing a lot of different ways if I can say that. But a big penny drop moment for me was months ago when you said it, and it's that one that you say whatever can be perceived is not that which is perceiving. That for some reason that just really went boom with with me, and and I just I love that saying. And um, then the other one was a couple of weeks ago when I can't remember the words you used, but you said, maybe just give up, Dave. You know, you, you said that to me. I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, because I'm always trying, you know, you're always trying to fight it sort of bullshit sort of thing. And when you yeah. said that to me, it was like a, oh, just a, this sort of came over me more or less instantaneously and for the rest of that day, you know, so... Yeah, I see why you put the same thing a lot of different ways. It, 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 
it probably get like dip, like whatever be, can be perceived is not that which is perceiving might drop a penny for me, but not someone else. The, the Buddha one might be for someone else, but then they well, all yeah. become, they all yeah. become clear. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. the whole point is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you again, yeah, and to everybody because to to me here coming here is just a beautiful reminder for me. I never, it's funny, I don't, other things I've done in my life, I feel that necessity to do them, you know, or I'm, I'm going to miss out or, yeah, but I don't ever feel a necessity to come to these Zooms. I just like coming. And and other when other people say things, they answer, in the past, they answer little questions for me, you know, and it's lovely to say, oh, that they're, that they're exactly the same as I am, you know, that, that, that Anyway, that's why I love coming here anyway. Yeah, all right. Oh, great. Thank you. Nice to see you, bro. And tell your uh, daughter we wish her the best. It sounds like she's she knows that already, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's been, she's very um, mentally beautiful, my daughter, my oldest girl. She's um, just goes with the flow her whole life. She always, she always has. I can remember... When I um, my marriage broke up years and years and years ago, and I was sitting at my mum's and I burst into tears, and that, that that daughter, her name's Natasha, she would only been about six or seven, and she climbed up on my lap. I was a bit bloody, you know, fucked up, and she climbed up on my lap and said, and give me a hug, and even at that age, and said, everything's going to be all right, Dad. You know, it's all right. It's all right. My mum, while she was alive, used to remind me of that a lot. It was a beautiful moment. So she's always been like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Do you do you see? <laughs> it's hard. Do you see how the seeing is neutered by the idea of the seer? The idea of the seer as a thing is completely opposite to the nothingness of seeing, yeah? So, seer call seeing looking and the seer uses the looking really to reinforce the seer but it gives us a lot of stories but at that point the exact quality that you are is is used to blind you to that fact yes it's amazing so in spirituality, one of the biggest dilemmas is looking, it's seeking, yeah? It's using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It's using the light to seek the light. Obviously, when you're calling the light Paul, you're thinking you're using Buddhism to seek the Buddha. But you are the light. Therefore, the light is using light to seek light, yeah? Obviously, there's gotta be some kind of story to disguise the light and having it being used to seek light. 
ja? So they're seeing, would see the light as the light. Seer sees the light as Paul and now is using the light to search for the light. What needs to be looked at? The light? No. The goal of the light? No. But the, but the seer, yeah? The one who believes it's aware. When you recognize you're not that, then it's a beautiful statement, yeah? You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, yeah? You can't use light to seek light. You can't use mind to seek mind. The real dilemma is we do not see ourselves as obviously light mind. Well, we can't see ourselves. We're seeing as ourselves. But yeah, you can't. And to try to convince Paul that it's the light hasn't worked. If you know, if you've been in spiritual circles, when we're all standing there holding hands, we're the light. It's, it doesn't really work in a way. You know what I mean? Because it's Paul, a, a, already a confirmed fact, talking about on the light. You could do it for hours. It doesn't, doesn't do shit, really, because it reinforces Paul. Yeah. So the chanting on the light reinforces that which doesn't think it's the light. So to see you're not Paul, or just to see there's selfing, Pauling, you don't have to go to not Paul. It's just the obviousness. You won't, it's not a goal that you'll arrive at. It'll be an observation. It's just like, yeah. What else are you? Well, from these cryptic statements, you're the Buddha, you're light, you're mind, big M mind. Yeah. And so the absurdity of mind, using mind to seek mind, becomes super obvious, just like that obviousness of the Hawaiian Post statement, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, that doesn't, you don't have to go to like, you know, eight pages of commentary on that statement. You know, in, in old Buddhism, they would have commentary on the original statement and in like 12 different commentaries. There's not much to comment on. It's a fact, you know, statement. Whatever can be perceived right now, not like, oh, wait a minute, I'm totally dismissed from this. Let me think about when I perceive something in the pet. No, right now, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. It's all present tense. Yeah. So, Obviously, there's something the mental state is presenting, and it's it's it did a move. It it supposes something, and when it supposes it, this is where I truly believe the necessity of time, because the only way that which comes after could appear to be before would be through time. Yeah. So the great statement Ramana states: 
the way they translated it, I don't know what they were thinking, but it's beautiful. There's a presupposing. Yeah. So pre means when you assume something, it's assumed to be before something. Yes. It's not just an assumption. It's assumed. It's given. It's like catapulted back into before. Yeah. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being existing, really. Yeah. So the existence or the seeing gets mixed up with the body and then the idea of the seer arises, yeah, cooks it up, yeah. And now that seer wants salvation. And it says, if this is the case, which is obviously, he's, t- he's set implying that it's always the case, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah. So when light as Paul, appearing as Paul, uses light or understanding, you know, whatever you want to call it, yeah, to look for light, yes, it's reinforcing Paul. What? Yeah. Light. Light is super powerful, yes? <laughs> Light taken to be something else, being put to use to look for itself, reinforces the something else that we're not. That's why in a lot of spiritual circles, the word awakening doesn't bring much joy. It's used to punish people because they haven't awakened yet or whatever. Have you noticed? They would have been better off in a daily way if they had never heard the word awakening. And then they would have really been much better off if they never heard the word enlightenment. Because they heard the word enlightenment as that which is enlightened. (laughs) And that which is enlightened, the appearance of Paul says, I'm not enlightened, now seeks for enlightenment, and it drives it crazy. Because in the act of not knowing or being what you are, you can only come to some conceptual ideas of what it could be, which are always quite erroneous and don't capture anything clearly. Yes? So it's it's not like you, you know, it's sort of, all right, Paul, a.k.a. Light, is going to use an extreme radical form of light to find find the extraterrestrial, interstellar, cosmic supernova explosion of light. No, that doesn't have work. Or the pure awareness. Where has there not been pure awareness? I can't, oh, there's a certain kind of awareness. This is pure awareness. What? Give me a fucking break. It's awareness. No, it's pure. It's purified. Awareness doesn't have to go through a sifter. It, it's not quinoa. You know, you don't rinse it and then all the shit comes out. It's, yeah, pure. <laughs> you know, if you ever had pure Coke, you probably would have died that night. Yeah. Seriously, if you shot up pure Coke, you'd probably overdose. Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> so let's all just shoot up some dog shit awareness. Yeah. How about just traveling lighter today? You don't have to have laser beams coming out of your fucking head. Where's my, sh I'm going to demonstrate that again. I did it last week. My little crown chakra and the third eye merged. Just a, it was like a little nuclear explosion. We caught it on Zoom. It was there. I could see the void. So simple, yes. That's why this, the loss of interest is the migratory demonstration. You lose interest in Paul, yeah? And then there's more sense of light. Therefore, the, the drive to use light, to seek light, becomes fucking absurd. You don't, it's not like you white knuckle it. I, mean, I can't use light to seek light. It just becomes freaking absurd, yeah? When you hear it, you realize, yeah, Guilty, guilty as charged, yes? And therefore, that's when all the cases are annulled. <laughs> I think Jesus presented it on the cross when he said, "For that, give them for they do not know what they do. Yeah. Paul may never be forgiven, but there's a forgiveness of Paul, yeah? You'll see as if it, whatever. I don't know how you'll see it, but uh, if you hear this message, if you're the hearing of the message, it's going to lead you to revelations right here and now. And hopefully it's going to just, as an artist, as an expression, it will be expressed in a beautiful way through you. Yeah. Yeah. I would never want to describe what it's like because that would cheat you in finding out. Yeah. Yeah. But when you go through it and you recognize it, when you see thoughts that you used to bounce off like a trampoline into fucking consequential reactions, now you can walk right, you pass the trampoline and there you go. Yeah, yes. You, that's, that's richer than 800 pages in a book. You're on, the, the demonstration that was seen by eyes, yeah, and heard with ears, yeah. Yeah, this is just a message. I think some people get, well, that's a, that's for another topic. But you know what, like supposedly in, a, let's say we're all the Christ, yes? That Christ mind. But we all needed a saint, uh, what was him, who came before him? The guy who got his head chopped off. John? John, yeah? We may need a John in our life. We may not need a Jesus in our life, because we are that, but we may need a John <laughs> to herald the already arisen one. Seriously, yeah? 
John was just, he, he brought the info, he brought it, the obviousness to our attention, and then he's just dropped, yeah? It's all about Jesus from then on. But without John, <laughs> people may, may be walking around as a new and Mike and as Michael and Paul, yeah? Because maybe satsang plays the role of a John, yeah? And then you realize the role you are, yeah? Humbly. Yeah, so. I found, find satsang very powerful. I have it, it, it sort of, uh, you know, the knockout blows were, were delivered through satsangs, really, yeah? I would just sit there and listen and things, a lot of houses would just collapse, just didn't need like a demolition or anything. It just fell of their own weight, so to speak, yeah? Yeah, it was awesome. It may have nothing to do what the person was saying. Yeah, he could, he or she could have been in a whole different time slot. Yet it, it's just, uh, just the power of satsang. And I've never done anything after that, really, except show up for satsang. I probably I've been at more Paul Hedeman talks than anyone here, for sure. I've never attended one, but I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you want to become a superhuman person. Far out, yeah? And maybe you'll call those things that will get you into a superhuman person spiritual things. Far out, you know, like being able to heat you, your body when it's super cold. But we have central heating, you know. What is what is levitation really going to do? It's not going to get you to the store any faster, you know. What? Yeah? Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I want, you know, I wanted, when I was young, I wanted to be Chinese. I wanted to be a Chinese Tai Chi master. I swear to God. I just was to totally into the, Tai Chi, you know, just like fucking had this conceptual romance of living on some mountain somewhere, you know. <laughs> I was just trying to get out of Paul as Paul almost all the time. It wasn't what I did. The longing wasn't for what I wanted to get in. It was what I wanted to get out of. <laughs> that was the longing. I wanted to get out of Paul. Yeah. Unfortunately, as Paul. <laughs> so when the news broke and it was a, a rude awakening that most of the activities here was Paul trying to get out of Paul. <laughs> captured in a very short sentence, self can't get out of self. What? 
I didn't need I didn't need an 800 page book. It was a cryptic little statement described most of my uh, since I was about seven years old, eight years old. <laughs> Did self do anything about that? No, it didn't. Yeah. But something was revealed before self, if you want to call it before, around, over, under, in it, yeah, that I'm not that. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I don't. And I don't really have any interest in it. Yeah, but I know what I'm not. <laughs> and that's why we share from there. I'm sharing exactly how it works with me. I can't share how it worked with someone else. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm a, the thing that associated the clearest with me was negation. It just did. It just became obvious. This, this isn't about adding on or affirming anything. It's about negating something that isn't true. And that's not that hard, really, because it isn't true. <laughs> when you try to negate something that's true, that's called denial. <laughs> A mental denial. But this is negating something that's not true. That's the only appropriate response to something that's not true. Is the ne- is a negation of it, yeah? <laughs> so there you go. So anyone else, Mike? Um, Matthew had his hand up, but it's down now. So any... I can smell some food cooking in the next room. Where is, where is Amelia? Where is she? In the next room. <laughs> yeah, she's not, she's, not uh, she's cooking up something. All right. Well, anyone else? Uh, what time is it now? Oh, hey, what about, uh, I had an idea. What if you sell those beanies on Zen Bitch Slap and we can all wear them at Sunset at Song? <laughs> like that, that parlor game where somebody has a, a card yeah, and you have to I, guess what the card is here. That's right. <laughs> but I would hate if one of the things died, a person would probably take themselves to blame. Yes. <laughs> I am not the light. <laughs> Give me you that light. <laughs> yes, you can, obviously. You know, basic 101, if there's a belief you can achieve something, there's a belief you can lose it. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, just that simple. Once you go into that currency and you're trying to f- keep one side of the coin always up, the other side is what they call, I guess, in psychology, the shadow. <laughs> That's always going to be fucking with this, the side that you want always up, yeah? There's no arriving at oneness through twoness. No way. You see through twoness. That's it, right? Yeah. I think Jesus, instead of saying it was a rich man, can't get through, what, the eye of a needle. It would just say two, two of you can never get through the eye of the needle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just too big. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to say goodbye, I guess. I'll say hello to everyone and 
Uh, yeah. I'm real happy to be back. Uh, yeah. And I'm happy to know all of you. It's a pleasure to spend some time with you in, uh, yeah. All right. Mike, always a pleasure. Feel better, eh? Thank you. Yeah. I knew, as always, this. I just, I knew. Ha. Ah. It's like every second you're a nude. So, David, nice to see you down under there. Kathleen, as always, confused. So what? Happy. Yeah. Bill Churchman, there he is. He's got the blanket now. I can tell it's winter. He's added something. He's got the blanket and the lazy boy. <laughs> I can tell the seasons by looking at Bill. He's got the blanket. He's got the slippers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Johannes looks a little cold there in Germany. Yes. Yes. A little, a little crisp. Yeah. <clears throat> We got Michael S. Thank you, Mike, for uh, sending me that message. Yeah, I did take. I had. I took no offense of whatever you said, buds or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope to see you. Maybe I'll see you in Mexico. Linda, nice to see you. Eh. Yes. We got Matthew. I'm hoping to see Matthew Saturday. Maybe. Yeah. You know who's coming Saturday is Leah, one of the original people from the UK. She lives in Florida now. She's going to be at the live meeting, I hope. Yes, she just sent me a message. Miss Amelia, there she is. The love of my life. Yeah, it's just. Uh, Esteban, always a pleasure. Let's see who else here. Uh, we got Gary C. Gary cleaned up a little bit. He's got, he's in a well-lit room. Yeah. Huh. Looking good. We got Sherry. There she is in San Diego, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Alan. Oh, always a pleasure. Tej, there he is. Yes. Tommy from Ireland. Clifford from Chiang Mai. Hmm. We got Tyler, he's up in Mendocino area. He's saving the children, very nice. <laughs> we got William, I think he's up in the Northwest. We got Mia, she's down in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. We got Jack G, he's uh, in, down in Cape Cod. We got a Jack P, I don't know where he may be. We got Deborah. There she is. Nice to see you. Kerry, you're all right. You know, the lava isn't coming around. Oh, you should be here, man. The lava is a trip. It's uh, the whole sky's glowing. Yeah, it's really cool, but everyone's good. Good to yeah. see everyone. Yeah. Good. All right, Lucas. Nice to see you, my friend. Yes. Uh, we've got. Deborah from Alberta. Yeah, always a pleasure to see her. David Brown, Susan Kay, Miranda, Laurie Emerson from Long Beach. He looks like he's in 
Oh, he's under the water there. We got Brahmi. There she is. Nice to see you, Brahmi. Yeah. You happy to be home there? Why not? <laughs> you happy to be home? Yeah. 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 Yeah, things are okay. We're just finishing up a course, so now things are nice and mellow. Oh, good. Good, honey. We got Bruce. Bruce is looking like he's ready to, uh, for the outdoors there. Yeah. You're on fire tonight. Ah, yeah, it's fire. That's what happens when I take a week off. Fire. <laughs> Go to the desert. The desert is... Uh, Got us a, a golden silence there. It's pretty, it's always very uh, refreshing. Sandra H. Uh, Housel. It changes everything. The one little letter. House and Housel. Yeah. We've got uh, Susanna. There she is lurking around. There she is. We're back, Susanna. We'll see you soon, I hope, live. I think that's it for everyone. Hey, thank you. Tonight, lovely night. And I'll see you guys soon, I hope. We'll be there tomorrow uh, for the recovery and then Saturday live and Zoom. It's all on zenbitchlap.com under events. That's all the Zooms, no passwords. <laughs>